1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home too. shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45% up to 45% off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply
0: I will definitely look at the makeup you know in this case you were talking about offense of offense and what did we do well we have I mean statistically we did a lot of good things this year but yes you know the other day 10 points is not going to win many playoff games most likely you know we know we got to score more than that bill's jam
2: brandon bean all right they do have to score more than that they yeah more than 10 i
3: agree 11 would be nice anything
2: more than 10 yeah it's jeremy and joe good morning happy wednesday february 15th happy belated valentine's day hopefully had a nice nice valentine's
3: day happy one day golf day In February, because apparently it's going to be today and then, like, nothing for two months. Okay. And Pat Hammer's saying it's going to snow next month, right? Yes. I mean, we still have March. Right. So, March brings some
2: snow from time to time. Like, I could golf today and then not golf till May. That's probably right. Yeah. And you might have the benefit of the ground being
3: frozen-ish. Right now? That happened on Sunday, and it was. I, I didn't expect that in that. I was expecting letting the dog out. It would just be mud. And I went outside, and it was warm. Like, it was in the 50s on Sunday, wasn't it? And Finn's running around in the backyard, and it's like the ground is frozen over. Has it stayed that way since then, though? Yeah, now that it gets a little bit warmer. And also, do I want to be playing on a frozen ground? Get more roll. Yeah, you do. Like playing on tarmac. It's like I don't want to break peak. my hands though. I'm the, I'm when I'm like when I hit one chunky, yeah. Like when you
2: were younger and you'd play baseball in the spring, it was really cold. And yeah, you have, have yeah. a bat, hit a ball in the cold, and get a sting up the hands. Yeah, pretty yep. tough. Anyway, good morning, Jeremy and Joe. If you're golfing today, congratulations. If you're not, well, then that's okay. I'm I'm not playing golf today. I've I've I'm not committed. Well, you've, to that. you got
3: Arsenal. Uh, you got Arsenal Man City. I do. This I is do. the biggest sports game for you since Bills Bengals. Yes, you gotta be yeah. right. Yeah. and it probably will decide the championship today, right? No. Depending on the result,
2: no, they play again, and there's they ten oh, games I thought left. they played already earlier nope, in the year. No, nope. it was a different tournament. No, nope, this is their first game.
3: Okay, this is their first game. But you said even if you if Arsenal wins, you think they'll win the championship?
2: I said that before they lost to Brent or they tied Brentford. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's right. Uh, the, the race got a lot closer, yeah. so we'll see. But it's a, it's a massive massive game today at two thirty from uh, Arsenal. Anyway. So Bill stuff. I mm. am happy about something, Joe. I'm very happy. First off, I've got a we've got a graphic about Bill's offensive tendencies we've got to talk about. Uh Allen pre and post injury, but I'm I'm happy that you know how it works. You've you've done this long enough. You sit in this chair, you know what you think, but sometimes you have trouble saying the thing you're trying to say. Sure. And I've been struggling to do that with the Bills and the Chiefs, maybe even for a year. So sorry, hand up. I've had a feeling and I haven't known how to say it in the right way until yesterday when I when I really realized what it was. So I put up the question asking are the Bills on the level with the Chiefs, right? And you and I talked about that briefly. The Chiefs have two Super Bowl wins, three appearances, five AFC Championship appearances. We've seen the Bills play the Chiefs, and they've been competitive, and they've won a pair of games in Arrowhead in consecutive seasons, and should have beaten them at the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. And that would lead anyone that watches these two teams to say, like, yeah, of course, like they're right there, they're on the level. I've seen it. If they played, Bills could win that game if they're healthy. And you know, a bunch of responses to this, and good takes, fair takes, all the way about all this stuff. And one of them helped me realize what I really feel about these two teams. And it was that in November, the Bills beat them and were the consensus best team in football. Or in October, sorry, October. yeah, When they won in Kansas City in that game that was very dramatic. Yep.
3: Watching that game, you know. <laughs> it, was, it was everything you wanted, right? Yep. Allen with a late touchdown. And then your, your prize-free agent, Von Miller... Gets to Mahomes yep. and forces him to throw an interception to win the game. You're rook- like, And Mahomes, we remember when we went up to that game. How many different scenarios of would you take the ball? Would you rather be down with a minute to go than up yeah. a minute to go with the ball? And Mahomes had the ball with time on the clock, and they still won the football game. Yep, it was the perfect scenario. Your defense
2: did the job that you brought the defense together to do after your stud quarterback did the thing and. Dawson Knox, a part of the offense. At that point, the Bills' offense is humming. And the Bills are the consensus, probably consensus, best team in football. The Eagles are still unbeaten at that point, right? The Bills would have yep. lost they to had, Miami right before cons- that. They convincing to do. The
3: Bills came into the year as a Super Bowl favorite. Yep,
2: yep. And, you know, the snarky thing to say is, like, you know, you don't hang up a banner in November. But more so, well, what happened since November? The Chiefs were still young in their offensive build, just like the Bills were. Ken Dorsey's first year as offensive coordinator mm-hmm. for the Chiefs. First year without Tyreek Hill. Eric Bieniemy's their offensive coordinator still. Andy Reid's offense, okay. So both teams were still kind of finding out who they were. And then after that game, the Bills looked like a heavyweight champ that maybe got socked a couple times, a little shaky on his legs. And the Chiefs, on the other side, they lost the game to the Colts, and that was, the re- that was their only loss the rest of the year. Right, they, did it,
3: they is that their last loss.
2: That's their last loss. <laughs> they did not. Oh, they, no, Bengals. They Bengals. lost to the Bengals too. That's right. Sorry. So they lost three games. They lost to Cincinnati. They lost to Indianapolis, Wild, mm-hmm. and they lost to the Bills. And the Bills after that game lost a game to the Jets, mm-hmm. the Vikings, and then that was it. They only lost three games: Miami, the Jets, and, then and the, the Vikings. Bengals, and then the Bengals. Yeah, and. The 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 phrase I want to use for all this, because this is how the GM has to be thinking about the Bills and the and the Chiefs, is that all of the everything we talk about here, these are moving targets. You're not trying to get to where the Chiefs just were this last year, where, hey, look, I was competitive with them. That's right. That Chiefs team is over. They're gonna have a new one next year. Mm-hmm. This team they just had was post Tyreek Hill, was a new a new version of them. And they were dynamic in different ways. And Mahomes was great in different ways. And every single version of these teams, you know, it changes from not just year to year, but sometimes week to week. And injuries can change them. And Josh Allen, right, the elbow injury. That might have been the biggest thing that changed the Bills' course of their season was yeah. your quarterback might have been playing at 87% instead of 100%. You didn't have Allen mm-hmm. the way that you normally have. We've got some breakdown of that stuff. So like, the phrase for me is moving target and what the bills need to be doing is forgetting about how do you beat the chiefs forget that whole well we bean has said it a few times and i think there's some merit to it that how you lose reveals something about you right they lose to the texans they go get stephon diggs cuz they need a number one receiver like okay mm-hmm. that makes total sense they lose to the chiefs well it's about getting to the quarterback we got to get some defensive ends and then they probably overcompensated in that department yep. over two off-seasons spending three first and second round picks and adding Von Miller Right. is that not overcompensating for yes. this idea of the Chiefs of oh, this is how we have to do it but the Chiefs changed from Tyreek Hill became a faster passing offense have nullified defensive ends you have a constantly moving target no matter what the year is you're a moving target they're a moving target so that's where I think a lot of the conversation gets down to identity. Who are you going to be? What are you going to be the best
3: at? Yeah, forget about how you're going to beat them. They're going to be different next year. You don't even know what they're going to be next year. Right. It's like stop trying to catch up to Kansas City because by the time you catch up, they're going to be at a different spot.
2: Right. You're yeah. you're in a constant race, and you're not trying to get to some sort of benchmark. What you, what you have to do is get past them, and they're also trying to improve. And as the Bills pursued defensive ends and went on this strategy of trying to get to the quarterback, which has its value. I'm not trying to say it doesn't. What happened along the way? Other teams got really good weapons. That's the Dolphins. That's the Bengals. That's the Jaguars. These other playoff teams Mm -hmm. that showed up and all of a sudden your offense that looked like it was unstoppable in Buffalo faltered a bit. It fell back a bit. Sure, it still put up points, but we all watched it. It was not the same. Right. And... It's because you focused in on the finer pieces of your defense at the expense of having a killer offense. Every every decision they made that was a big decision last year wasn't every big, bold move something on the defense. And on the offense, it yeah. became, well, everybody will just kind of next man up this thing. The, the coordinator was next man up. The
3: receivers were next man up. Yeah, up and down the roster. Own, Ryan Bates, even like their offensive line moves. The only Spencer Brown too. The only what was the biggest asset they spent? It was James Cook.
2: Yeah, a second round draft pick on a
3: pass catching running back that you barely used in the passing game. And we're not even sure how badly they wanted him because they traded down two times before right. the pick before they picked him, and so, tried to sign a different guy. So it's about
2: what 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 is this team's identity going to be? Right. Let's this it, day forward. What's their identity? And The Tremaine Edmonds decision, doesn't that, isn't that the first question? If your identity is going to be balance, great defense, Sean McDermott, Leslie, then you're bringing back Edmonds. Yes. And if you don't bring back Edmonds, are they going to just next man up the defense the way that they have on the offense? Or are they going to spend a premium asset to fill that spot? Because you mean if Edmonds, if Edmonds, leaves if Edmonds leaves, will it just be let's next man up this thing like they did with receiver number two? right like they did with guard spots like they did with coordinator yeah every spot on the on the offensive side has been a little bit of okay just you know plug and play and on defense it's first round picks again and again and again it's first and second round picks
3: right right tackle even was that right tackle is not a nothing position and Daryl Williams who was on this team two years ago and three years ago as their starting right tackle and was pretty good he got injured had to move to guard and they put a third round guy in there and how much is the third-round guy really proven? I guess, how different is Spencer Brown from Terrell Bernard? Those are, all, those are both important positions. Neither is the most important position on the side of the ball. And you got two third-round picks. They were very willing to go to the third-round pick that hadn't proven a lot on the offensive line. Are they just not going to even think about going to the third-round pick on the defensive side of the ball? Because if they did that... If they did do that, if Bernard or even Dodson, whoever, next man up, middle linebacker, that would pr- that would prove to me as much as anything they could do this offseason. That they're
2: shifting that, their identity.
3: Yes, exactly. That they are, they are willing to change their way of thinking. And I would have confidence in, I, I would be impressed, I think, if they were to end up on that spot. And that's not me saying that I think Edmonds is a bad player. I think he's a great linebacker. But... Man, I would be so impressed if they were willing to move off that. And yet, how do you get ahead of the Chiefs? You don't get ahead of the Chiefs by bringing back your middle linebacker. You try something else. It might not work, but you go take that money and you go spend it. I, I mean, you spend it on the offense, right? That's how you change.
2: Maybe I, I get I get crossed up. I I, I get to. Well, I have to spend some money on defense, and I was looking at the Bills' contracts. So they're big-money defenders that they have next year on the books. It is, of course, Von Miller. He's uh-huh. the he's the biggest ticket item. Tredavious White. Okay. Hyde, right? Ed, Ed, yep. Ed Oliver. Milano. Milano. In order, it's Miller, Trey White, Milano, Ed Oliver, Micah Hyde, and Taron Johnson. Okay. That is six... That are Terran- second,
3: you second second contracts at least, yep, right? yeah Taryn Johnson's
2: just under ten million dollars, but he's a fundamental part of this this team they, they, oh sure he plays all yeah. the, all the time in their format, so Oliver might be the one that they wish they had back. If they didn't have Oliver on the fifth year option, you could designate most of that money for mm-hmm. Tremaine Edmonds, but if you go to Edmonds, he's probably getting in between Milano and Tradavius white money. Which is between 13 and 16 million? I think they're not going to make him more highly paid than Tre'Davious White. I think I think Spotrac puts him at 11 million. The franchise tag puts him at 20. Are they putting Milano? I'm sorry, Tremaine Edmonds as the second highest paid player on this defense? I just don't think so.
3: It's I, a man. This I, would they do this? This is not quite your identity shift. But would you move Oliver in order to pay Edmonds? Even if it's not for... Uh, me and Sal have joked about, like, Oliver for DeAndre Hopkins is a fun trade idea. Just... I don't even mean that. I mean, like, you trade Oliver for... Nothing. A third-round pick, a sure. fourth-round pick, just to free up that money so that we could pick Tremaine Edmonds. It becomes Edmonds versus Oliver in that situation more than even, well, it's Edmonds versus... Do we want to do something completely different? Yeah. And they could get to that point, couldn't they? Yeah. It could. It could. That... How much of a shift would that be? That would be... Signing up for replacement-level defensive tackle, wouldn't it? Possibly. Unless they spend a first-round on <laughs> Right, unless
2: again. they do it again. Right. Unless they spend another premium asset. I,
3: I don't want to rule out that they... I, I don't know which side I would bet. I, you're, you're, you might be crossed up right now where on whether or not they should do it. For me, I'm crossed up on whether or not they will do it. I feel pretty confident in that. I would not pay Tremaine Edmonds the amount of money it's going to cost to get him. Whether or not they will do it, I'm I'm like right down the middle on whether or not I I could totally see them making him the second highest paid player on that defense.
2: I lean towards they will. I don't know if they should. And I don't want to judge an entire off season and identity off of the first thing they do. They bring back Edmonds, that might be the only big move they make on defense, and they might just they might start next man upping their defense a little bit. They, they did that with great success at corner two when Travis White was the number one corner. Who's that going to be though?
3: Right, like, their defense is pretty much figured out. Safety would be it, right? Safety would be it. But that's really... That's a spot they could also draft, yeah. That's the only spot. Man, well, if they drafted that, too. Like, with a premium asset. I mean, like, first or second round. If, it's almost its almost getting to a point where
2: they... If they don't spend their first-round pick on offense, people are going to freak out. No,
3: right, because... And, and I know, look at all... Who on the defense is a next man up? If they do that. If they draft... They Let's say they draft a safety in the first round. Let, let's let's play the doomsday scenario, if I may even call it that. They will have two first-round picks at corner. Von Miller, a $100 million player at defensive end. A first-round pick at the other defensive end. A top-ten pick at defensive tackle. Daquan Jones might be the the lowest asset you've paid to anybody. Edmonds, a first-round pick in a contract. Milano, Second a big contract. contract. Hyde, a big contract. And the safety will be a first-round pick. You'll have an entire defense. all Every single starter. Taron Johnson, too without a single guy that you haven't made a sizable investment in. And the offense, is it everybody but Allen and Diggs and Cook? Dawkins, second contract. Dawkins, okay,
2: right. Morse, highly paid free agent.
3: But it's not every player like it, it would be on defense. That's
2: it. It would be those. It's Allen, Diggs, Dawkins, and Morse are your big investments on offense. And everybody else is either a draft pick or a bargain deal. It's... It's and
3: that's by the way that to me is not they want to be balanced is that their is that their way of seeing balance because to me if that happens man if they draft a safety in the first round or even any defensive player in the first round to me it'll be confirmation that their view of balance is we got the offense because Allen's there Allen is the offense Mm -hmm. and that means we can do we can pour everything into defense and because know, he's got the offense.
2: And, and there's probably a a sustainable model of success there, but you're going to consistently ask Allen to do too much. Let's get a call in here. Anthony and Lockport. Anthony, what's up?
3: Hey, man. How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, hey, I just tuned in 10 minutes, and I was listening to everything, and I can't help but completely agree with everything you guys are saying. Um, what I want to talk about was Von Miller. You know, injuries aside – Obviously, he was a difference maker when he was on the field. We spent a lot of money on him. You know, where could that money have gone on the offense to help support Allen? You know, get him more weapons. Patrick Mahomes, what did they do? They got him weapons. Hurts, he already had weapons, but then they got A.J. Brown. We didn't do anything for Allen. We, we 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 basically relied on McKenzie, who fell flat on his face this year, and Davis, who was unproductive as much as we thought he was going to be. He He didn't roll out. So I I wanna think what what could have we done to help Allen this year and would have made a difference, you know?
2: And that's thanks Anthony. That's where I think you know, you you like to say you don't want to work yourself into a corner. You never want to like only Mm -hmm. you don't want to get to a you must take this position. It felt like the Bills were approaching corner two last year as they must take it. Yeah, it seemed to be a very popular answer, especially with the injury to Tre'Davious White. Have to take a corner, have to supplement your secondary because that's that's what a Sean McDermott defense is is the back end. Right, they play this style, and they've been very good. So that that's worth pointing out. Kyler Elam in year two might be amazing. Right now, if they don't spend their first round pick on offense or make a sizable investment in it in free agency, and they don't have a lot of money to spend either, that's the thing. Like Edmonds, no. if they sign Edmonds, that's that, probably that's the it. only move they make this off season. Right, and then it becomes everything in the draft focuses in on offensive line, receivers. It feels like an, an off season where we're not going to argue much at all. You, me, callers. I don't know anybody except
3: maybe on running back.
2: <laughs> it, it, sure, <laughs> but well, otherwise, right. How many calls will we take between now and May? When's the draft? April or May? They move last it last pr- week of April. Last right? week of April. How many calls we take between now and April that say, no, guys, I need him to take and then insert a defensive player here? You might get a defensive
3: tackle if Oliver gets traded. Is, is there a safety guy out there safety that wants to replace Poyer? Linebacker.
2: But every one of those calls, wouldn't that person be willing to take the player in the third or the fourth? Mm-hmm. This, this team is desperate. You know, you don't like to say desperate, but they are desperate for investment in the offensive side. And I think the fans are desperate to see Josh Allen get help. Yeah. Be flush the way that the final four teams in the NFL playoffs were. Brock Purdy steps into an offense, and he's great because they're flush with weapons, the system is is friendly. The line's great. I keep thinking about Allen and Mahomes in this way. If Allen had that Mahomes injury where he can't really run that effectively, how would the Bills' offense look? Would they be cooked? Like he, had yeah, an they, he had an injury he had an injury to his elbow. We'll get some of the splits on how he looked before and after the elbow injury when we get back. But if he has a high ankle sprain and can throw
3: but can't really run They're how, not they're not doing anything.
2: No, they're in real trouble. They're running the ball.
3: Right? They're they are lining up, two tight ends. Bobby Hart, like they are gonna try six to,
2: offensive linemen. They're they did that run, a lot this year. They're gonna run the football.
3: In the Chiefs it was quick passing game. They don't they, or bubble screens to Tony or Scott like they don't have it, they don't have it. And I, real quick on the Von Miller point, I don't put their lack of investment. In the weapons on the von Miller contract, as much as I do the picks before that because to me that is what led you to the von Miller contract. your failure to find a franchise pass rusher with a first round pick, two second round picks and three mid-level contracts which
2: it's hard to do I, I, it is hard to do I mean Miller is a second
3: overall pick that that's yep. you know he's for his entire career been that guy but you took five or six swings at that ball yep. and you didn't hit a home run. You hit a double, maybe, with Rousseau, but Not- you didn't hit a home run. And that, had they had Rousseau broke out in his rookie year, or Basham, or Ep- if Epinesa had turned into a, a you know, high single-digit sack guy, low double-digit sack guy, would they have signed Von Miller? Would they have felt like they needed to sign Von Miller? I, I feel like there were a lot of scenarios where they would have gotten more and felt like, well, hey, we don't need to spend 20 or... What, what's Miller? $16 million a year. Built into
2: this is the conversation that Miller was the final piece, right? And right. final piece indicates you thought your offense was complete, and it clearly sure. was not. 803 05, 50. Some of this, you know, we discovered along the way. Early in the season, they look great. In offseason, fix things, get things on the right track. They're still a good team. They've got holes to... Phil though. 8030550 on the splits. Alan before and after the elbow injury, and some really alarming numbers on this that aren't even really on him. Things that happen to this offense down the stretch. 8030550 to join us on WGR.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone fifteens, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone fifteens on us and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. it's hard to put your finger on rich because you say they don't have a run game yet they were number seven in the league and running the football uh they were number seven passing the football uh so they had true balance in the regular season when you add up a top 10 in both of those they were number two in point scored you know and their defense was in top 10 in just about every category so it's hard to sit there and say you know what's wrong with this franchise and i think you know, you and I have talked about this before in the media. I think we we go, we we jump on and off bandwagons way too quickly.
2: Mike Mayock on the Rich Eisen Show. Sounds acceptable. Yeah, a lot of good things about the Bills. There's no doubt about it. A lot
3: of good things, but you got to find a way to still be better. One thing about your question about like, are the Bills on the Chiefs level? And I'll include the Bengals in this. When is the last time one of those three teams lost to anybody that wasn't the other? Was it the Bills Vikings game? Like, did they play two months of football those three teams without losing to anybody but themselves? That might be right. The Bengals had a really long win streak and lost to the Chiefs. The, ch- the Chiefs only lost would have been the Bengals, and the Bills only lost to the Bengals. Yeah. So they all played each other for the final like two months of the season. Yeah. Or they played a lot of games, and the only games they lost were to. The other two yeah they've been like a combined 30 and
2: three with losses to each other sure right <laughs> it's fair it's fair 8030550 talking about uh, you know how the bills find their way to catching those chiefs and Bengals if they're not already pretty close and uh it's all it's all about moving targets the chiefs are moving target what are the chiefs going to draft in the first round this year receiver
3: I mean, if I hope running back, but I'm not very I'm not very confident. They just got a guy Isaiah
2: Pacheco, which, by the way, I have a good trivia question for you later about uh, Ooh, okay. Super Bowl winning running backs or Super Bowl leading rushers. It'll be fun. Scott yeah. and Chic Dawaga. Scott, good
0: morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. good. Um, a year ago, we were saying going into free agency that at least we've got our wide receiver too. And the production that Gabe Davis gave us, especially in the playoffs in the last third of the year, gave us an, all of us a reason to believe that we've got our second receiver. And maybe we went into the draft going after, you know, the, the Sha- Shakir as possibly a slot receiver, which was, the it seems like it was the plan. So loading up on defense wasn't a bad idea. And the caller a couple back that said, well, what did we do for Allen in the off season? And, we went off and overpaid for a defensive end that got hurt and I, I would have done the same thing I, I would have spent the money on a guy that all these picks these defensive ends that we said that were maybe B pluses they were late round picks essentially they were second rounders and third rounders for Basham because they were end of that round Like it, it's not like we were getting a top 10 type defensive end They still have to be groomed into the position and I think that that Russo has has a chance to be Mario Williams two point if you give him a little bit more time um, and, and maybe I'm overstretching on the Mario part, but the point is he's built like it. He can handle the the the, the extra time and I I don't know I I would spend this offseason doing what the Chiefs did last year, spend finding a, whatever resources you have to getting two upgrades on the interior offensive line.
2: Thanks, Scott. On uh, a couple things, interior offensive line a, a big focus for this Bills team. I don't think there's any doubt about that. About that. Mm-hmm. You'll have a lot of people agreeing, but you know, a couple things on the defensive line. There's, there should be no expectation Rousseau can be Mario 2.0. You just pointed out about high picks. Mario was first. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> Mario right.
2: was a number one pick, and the Bills brought him in and he was great. And Von Miller was a number two overall pick, and the Bills brought him in and he he was great. As a part of this, this pass rush, so I, I, I'm with I'm with anybody that doesn't want to necessarily get after them signing Vaughn. I'm into that, and I think he can still be very productive. Hopefully, he can. He's coming off a major injury, and his age is up there. But he is an all time great at the position, so I'm going to have some level of expectation. He comes back and is still their best pass rusher when he's healthy. That might not be till Thanksgiving. It might be the start of the season. You never know with these ACL ACL injuries. On the receiver point, though. It, it, this is this did not come as a surprise to everybody. No. They were lacking at receiver. It was a storyline the whole offseason and training camp and year. This did not come as – to say, you know, they they thought Gabe would be their number two. I don't think it's unforgivable that they thought Gabe would be their number two, but that Jake kumara was their third best option on the outside right. was a constant drumbeat of why is this –
3: why is this like this? This right. should not be like this. Their what-if, their plan B was what was unforgivable. Why were we banging the drum for receiver last year? It wasn't to supplant Gabe Davis as, uh, as a starter on the offense. It, it was, what if he's not as good as that Chief game? What if he is inconsistent? What if he is only like a 75 to 85 target guy, and not 110 like they've been accustomed to with, with Beasley and Brown? What what if that happens? And their plan B for that what-if scenario was Jake Kumaro and a fifth-round rookie. Yeah. And if it had been George Pickens...
2: Christian Watson.
3: Like, it probably would have gone a lot better. And that was an idea that was out there. That's not revisionist history. That idea was out there for the Bills. To do it instead of either corner in the first round or to be more aggressive in the second round, like Kansas City and New England were when they traded up to get guys themselves.
2: Thanks, Scott, for the phone call. Yeah, Davis, the thing about Davis, so he he didn't have a great year with drops, right? People are kind of disappointed about the drops, and that's fair. He's also limited as a receiver, and they would have known that. He doesn't run every route. He's not... Mr. Versatile. No, he's elite at like th- or he's great at like three routes. Yeah. He's and, great at the deep route, the deep post, and the comeback. And there's definitely a I'd spot say. there's a spot for that. There's a use for that. There's yeah. that's I'm not mad about Gabe Davis being on the team. I think he can be a really good and serviceable receiver. It's just when you took out Emmanuel Sanders from this lineup, you took out someone that could be a little bit more versatile. And thrusting your number two receiver into a spot where, you know, he's He's predictable or your offense yeah. becomes more predictable. That's the other thing about this this whole thing. We went to training camp and the Bills had two tight ends because of O.J. Howard. And <laughs> like, yeah. remember that? Yeah. Month? It, it kind of gets back to our point from last segment about as they approach this offseason, will they have an identity? What what is your plan to winning the Super Bowl? Is it loosely build the best team you can? Is it time to focus in on Josh Allen and this star quarterback with a $41 million cap hit, which might be mm-hmm. reduced if they can restructure him, it's time to completely surround him with everything he could possibly want. This last offseason, it seemed like the thing that they wanted for him more than anything was a pass-catching running back. They brought in more pass-catching running backs than offensive linemen. Is that fair to say? It became Yeah, they did. How many offensive linemen did they bring in to, to, to compete? Saffold. One. Saffold
3: and Questenberry. Yeah, that's it. And of consequence, pass like catching were... running backs. It yeah. was
2: Cook and Hines, and, and they, they tried, tried McKissick. McKissick. Yeah, and you know, like over and over again, we just kept going back to this pass catching running back point instead of line help or X receiver kind of points.
3: And I think I might the, the thing I might have missed on last off season when thinking about replacing Emmanuel Sanders with Gabe Davis, the value of having a guy that can run every route and run every route well. Like they, there was a a quick slant pattern that the Chiefs had on on Super Bowl Sunday that was for a first down on like third and five maybe, and it was a quick timing, quick slant. I think it was it might have been Smith Schuster ran like a quick double move, faked the guy to the outside, ran inside, got just enough separation within two seconds, so that Mahomes could get the ball out. And I remember saying to my buddies that hang around me like Gabe Davis doesn't make that play. Or Not that Gabe Davis doesn't make that play. Gabe Davis doesn't get to that spot that quickly on a third and five to be able to catch it for the first down. The Bills don't have a guy that can do that right now. Like Beasley has been that guy, but that's only one route also. Sanders had a full route tree, and maybe part of what the Bills' issue was at receiver, part of it, was they had one receiver that can run every route well, how many guys do the Chiefs have that can route run every route well? Four or well enough? Well yeah. enough, right? Like, and that that is not Davis can't be on the field. I think Davis should be a regular player on this offense. But he's great. Yeah, he's. It, if he's going to be one of my three receivers, I can't have the other one be another limited route tree. Right. I can't have two limited route trees next to Stephon Diggs. I need at least one guy where the defense doesn't know what he's going to do. Instead, it's well, Davis going to run one of these three. And McKenzie's going to run underneath. H- how easy is that to defend,
2: Mister Unlimited? That's Russell Wilson's nickname. That's who I want the Bills to draft. You know, which that, re- I forgot about that nickname, yeah, Mister Unlimited. Mister Unlimited. Uh, which which receiver? Whichever guy's unlimited. The, the most unlimited receiver you've got, Mister Unlimited. Yep. Uh, We'll get a break-in, and if you're on hold, stick with us. Again, Ron Rakuya, we've got some news on um, the Bills' season ticket prices. There'll be a price increase this year. How it relates to the new stadium and seniority and waiting lists and all that, uh, that a big function of this announcement today. Sal's got a piece up at our website, WGR550.com. So uh, stay tuned. We'll talk to Ron Rakuya coming up at 8 o'clock and get you the latest on Bills' season tickets, how it relates to the new stadium
3: Dave Matthews' band is coming to Darien Lake Amphitheater on Wednesday, June 14th. Tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. at LiveNation.com. New this season, oversized parking passes will be required at Darien Lake. So if you're used to taking a bus or a limo or your buddy's RV to shows at Darien Lake, make sure you purchase a parking pass for the oversized lot at LiveNation.com. Give tickets away later.
2: Showing the top five games of the year in the NFL and remembering that time the Patriots... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> threw the ball away to the Raiders. Yes. <laughs> because on third and 10, uh-huh. in a tie game from midfield, they <laughs> didn't throw a Hail Mary. They ran a draw play. Yep. They ran a draw play. That's first. They ran a draw in a tie game rather than, like, hey, Mac, can you throw this ball 50 yards? Yep. <laughs> and, then, and then Jacoby Myers threw the ball backwards. Yes. And Chandler Jones put
3: Mac Jones through it, the Earth's crust on the way to the end zone. That has got to be the most incredible thing that happened in the NFL season, right? Yes. Any play? That's number one. Like, most I, I, in, I, most incredible that you can't believe you saw. Uh, on this countdown, they're at number five right now. They're
2: going to get to number one. It's going to be Bill's Vikings, and it's going to be the Jefferson catch. So Ugh. you tell me which
3: was more incredible. How different is the Bill's season if he doesn't catch that? Well, they they, play, win, they win that football game. Yeah, then they play Jacksonville here. They play Jacksonville here. So the, they beat they, the Chiefs. Or they beat the... Would you say they beat the Jags? That might not be a given. The way they played the Dolphins and then lost to the Bengals. I might not want to just... I'm not going to assume they would have beat the Jaguars. But, they would have been favored. Yep. And then they would have had... The Chiefs or the Bengals here, and if I'm gonna, if I if I just play the results, Kansas City beat them in the playoffs. Yep, they play the Chiefs here, and then we work our way back to. I think what maybe you asked yesterday is, do they beat the Chiefs? I mean, I don't think so. They might have lost to the Jaguars. They really might have. They were not. They were not in good shape.
2: If you subscribe to and respect, we ran out of gas. We didn't
3: have it. Mm -hmm. Would that have been different against a different team? Did they run out of gas against the Dolphins, but they just got through because they were playing Skylar Thompson? Right?
2: That, if yeah. you really think that, would they have been able to run on fumes all the way through? I had somebody yesterday who pointed out that if they had just beaten the Vikings, or if they played the Monday night game with the Damar Hamlin and beat the Bengals, if they got the one seed, we would have been having a parade. This was somebody that tweeted to me thought, if they got the one seed, they would have won the Super Bowl. And I just don't think so.
3: Yeah, I would not have. I don't think so. I mean, they could have. I mean, I, it's not something I'd want to say there's no way, but I would reset everything from the moment Jefferson drops it instead of catches it. Everything is the same after that. They play the Jaguars. Their their route is that. I am not here to say they would have won the Super Bowl. I wouldn't tell you you're wrong, but I would have, I would pick against them winning those three games in yeah, a row. Yeah, just
2: knowing how they finished the year. And yeah. The other part of that is, I think you're leaning heavily on the idea of being at home. You lost at home. Yeah, you didn't lose on the road or neutral site. Well, you, you lost at home and you got hammered at home.
3: I mean, do we do we feel right now more confident in a Bills Chiefs matchup than a Bills Bengals matchup?
2: I feel about the same. No, I feel about the same.
3: Even though if, they've played the Chiefs it, really well three times in a row and they got rolled by Cincinnati. Yes. less Because it's been two years, right, since Kansas City looked like that against the Bills. Right, the Bills the, pl- the Bills
2: play the Chiefs what? 5 times and they are 2 and 3 and one of those losses is 13 seconds. Give me 5 games against the Bengals. Losing one getting rolled doesn't mean that happens in all 5 or 6. The first time they played the Chiefs, they lost by 8 or 9 points. They lost the AFC yeah. Championship game, they got rolled in that game, and then they beat them the next time they played. So, I don't think they get rolled by Cincinnati every time they play. I do want them to be healthy. That's quarterback. That's defense. Mm-hmm. Right. They're down three defensive linemen in that game, two and a half, because Jordan Phillips played hurt. Yeah. They're down Micah Hyde. They're so a lot changed, but yeah, if they're the one seed, I don't I don't think they win, no. Jim in Miami, go quick, Jim. What's up?
4: Hey guys. Um thanks. Just uh I have a, a few um observations about Brandon Bean. Um and then a a couple quick questions. Uh it seems like we're behind the curve in figuring out what it takes to get to the Super Bowl. It's like the Chiefs and teams like the Bengals and the Eagles, it's like they have the answers to the test. And Bean is he's trying to figure out what, what do we do next? Uh, what, what, what track do we take? Like an analogy would be like when I was a kid in high school uh, taking chemistry or physics, and the smart kids were getting A's on the test. And I'm, like, smacking my head against the wall thinking, why can't I get this stuff? It's like he's, he's trying to figure out what, what to do with the team and how to build this roster, and he's still not getting it right. Like, in other words, he drafted Allen and then got Diggs, and he figured, all right, we're okay now because Allen's a super freak and he can make these incredible 70-yard throws and he runs and jumps over people. And if he gets the ball to Davis or any, anyone else in our offense, so now let's just build a defense. Where, where the chiefs philosophy and also like the Bengals, it's, it's like if you have the quarterback that's a freak, you go all in and get him the weapons to score the other, to score and, and, and to beat the other guy with as many points as you can. It, it's like you guys said, it's a quarterback league. And if you have that freakishly talented quarterback, like we do, you, you step on the gas and you run through all the stop, stop signs and, and score as much as you can. Um, my my two quick questions. Uh, my first question is, are we in salary cap hell because we gave Von Miller no. a five-year deal?
2: No. They're, okay. not in, they're not in salary cap hell because of that. They have work to do. Um, they can restructure a bunch of guys. But, no, it would be a lot of decisions. Okay. You don't go into salary cap jail because of one guy.
4: All right, because right. I know we still need Poirier and Edmunds. My next question is, and this is frightening, uh, are the Bills one of those teams because of front office or coaching or ownership, like the Cleveland Browns or the Lions, who are destined to never win a Super Bowl championship. Also, because of ownership.
2: No.
3: Also, no. The Thanks, Bills Jim. won as many playoff games in the last month and a half as the as the Lions have in fifty seven years. Yeah. No. Just a heads up. They're not. <laughs>
2: there's there's nothing about destined to no. know. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Uh, we got to get a break in. Ron Racuya, executive vice president, chief operating officer of PSE, joins us. The Bills announcing ticket. New ticket prices, season ticket information. Uh, we'll give you the latest on that and some questions you might have. So, if you have a question, you can send it to us. We're going to ask around um, the story with the new stadium, how it affects that, seniority, all that stuff. Stay tuned here on WGR.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.